Well, hello, everybody, and um, so glad that you came along to join us uh, for this evening here in England and wherever you're joining from, whatever time of day it is, we're glad you're here. Um, I just want to really share with you a word that's really been burning on my heart uh, the last few weeks, all, I think probably even the last couple of months of just really thinking about um, what do I want God to do? What, why, why am I here? What is the, the purpose of what all I'm supposed to be doing? So I just want to, um, I suppose with a, a, a title tonight, it could be, why am I here? And so um, I just want to talk to you first about uh, scripture that is found in Ephesians. And I have my actual Bible open in Ephesians chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 4 and 5. Now I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible. Um, but it says, But God, being so very rich in mercy... Because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ, for by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. First of all, you know, think about this. You didn't have to earn your way into God's favor. Um, you know, that would be really impossible for you to earn your way to God. But um, the other thing is good works. I don't care how many good works you do. You know, I don't know lots of people will say when you talk to them about uh, you know, Jesus, and when we talk to them about salvation and about giving their hearts and lives to the Lord, you hear lots of people say, yes, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not that bad of a person. I'm, you know, I don't really do anything that's wrong. You know, I, I look after my parents. I look after my children. I love on them. I work. I, you know, X amount of reasons that people can come up with. But um, so to be honest with you, you know, good works will never be enough for you to earn um, any kind of a favor into God anyway, because I don't think that would ever, you would never be able to do enough. But if you reflect on the riches of God's grace and mercy and you begin to thank him, for his love and kindness towards you. And think about the fact, you know, that Jesus came and he died on the cross for our sins. He died on the cross for your friend's sins, for your enemy's sins, for your family's sins. He, he died and sacrificed his life for everyone. One thing that I love uh, to remind people is remember that it doesn't matter if people come back and say they don't believe that or they think that that's something outlandish that, you know, uh, why in the world would anyone lay down their life for us? But it still doesn't 
matter what they think because it's still truth. And I think sometimes the first thing I would always say is remember whether people choose to believe it or not doesn't make it a lie. It just means that, you know, they they perhaps choose not to believe that, but it's still truth. It's still God's word. Now, when I think about us and why we are here, all of us need to recognize and know that we have a purpose for being here. No matter who you are, there's no amount of excuse. You know, if you write me and say, um, I've done this or I've done that, or you don't know my background or you don't know what's happened to me or you don't know the, you know, the, the list goes on and on and on. It doesn't really matter because the, the, the thing that I want you to get in your head, no matter who you are, you need to call your name out. One L you have a purpose in this life. Now, not only do we all have a purpose, we all have a common mission. Now I'm going to, I'm going to break this down a little bit for you because we all have a common mission and the same mission, but we all carry the mission out in different ways. Now that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be something interesting for you to grab a hold of because when we go and share the gospel and especially recently, I've talked a lot about the importance of sharing the love of Jesus and about really evangelizing and winning the lost and getting and asking God for opportunities to be able to reach your family, to reach your friends. And let me tell you, he will. You have to ask, but he will give you those opportunities. So the first thing I want to ask you tonight is, have you just settled with your life? Have you just suddenly decided that you feel as though you're just existing um, you're just sort of getting up, drifting from day to day. You've got no sense of purpose, no sense of direction. You're just basically, you know, wandering aimlessly, as we would say. Well, you know, I've met a lot of people in my life who actually live their lives as though that they have arrived or that they are settled and you know, somewhere along their journey in life, they became complacent. Um, they decided that they were content with their circumstances. They decided that there was nothing more for them. And lots of people who believe that, you know, what they have settled for is enough, that it's satisfactory. And, um, you know, they just think that, you know, well, what more is there instead of really learning to live a life that is truly excellent and outstanding. And you might say tonight, Juanel, do you really believe we can all live a life that is truly excellent and outstanding? I do. I do believe that. And I believe that the way that can happen is we need to find out not necessarily what our mission is, because all of us need to recognize that our mission is to win the lost. And again, I, I really want to challenge you to say that to yourself tonight. One L, your mission on this earth is to win the lost. However, I, uh, God leads me to do that. Um, you know, I think about people when I talk about evangelism, when I talk about missions, 
sometimes people will say to me, oh, I'll be praying for you one now because I know you have a real heart for evangelism. I know you have a real heart for winning the lost. And sometimes I want to just turn around and go, hmm, don't you? Uh, do you not have a, 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 a real desire to win the loss? Because it really in, you know, it's not just my opinion. If you read the scripture in Mark, it says, go ye. It didn't say why now go and the rest of them don't have to worry about it or Mark go, but uh, the rest of you are off the hook. It says all of us. Now, I think that where sometimes we get hung up is sometimes we, we love to just fold our arms and just say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not a street preacher. I, I just can't go out and be doing that. Okay, well, then don't. You, you're not. There's nowhere in the scripture that says you have to be this, that you have to be a, a street preacher, that you're going to be one that's going to preach on the platform, that you're going to be a teacher. There, there's nothing really in the scripture that says this is what you have to do. It does say, however, that your mission is to win the loss, no matter what the cost, no matter what you have to do, you are here. Your purpose uh, is, is something that God has given all of us to carry out. And our mission in that purpose is no matter what we do, whether I work at McDonald's or I work in an office or I work on, you know, by fixing cars. It doesn't matter. Your mission is to win the lost. And I'll tell you this. Some people say to me, oh, well, you know, I'm just, I'm not really called to be a preacher or a teacher. Okay, well, good, because not everybody needs to be called to be preachers and teachers. We need people out in businesses to win the lost. We need people who are working in the real world to win the lost. So never, ever underestimate the power of where God has put you because no matter where you are, and boy, I tell you, do I ever feel this in my spirit right now, no matter where you are, what you do, where you're working right now, you have a mission and a mandate and a God-given opportunity to reach the lost. How you're going to do that, you need to ask God for the opportunities and how to do that. So getting back to, I think what has happened is, number one, lots of people have lost sight of what they feel that God uh, made them to be, what God has designed them to do. And as a result of that, lots of people are just sort of, uh, they're, they're not really pursuing what the Father has planned for them. You know, even... I want to just tell you this right now, even during COVID, um, I know everybody's sick of COVID, everybody's sick of the pandemic, but listen, we have to still ride this out. We've got to hang in there because we're in this season for a purpose. And I think there's nothing worse than you coming out on the other side, recognizing that what did you do during this season? Because even during this season, God has a plan. Do you realize that? This didn't take God by surprise. If you really got down on your knees and you prayed right now and you asked God, you know, he would tell you, uh, thank you, but I knew this was going to happen. So never, ever feel like, oh, wow, you know, God didn't know this was going to happen and he didn't know this is where I was going to be right this minute. He knew. And so if you really and truly want to pursue your purpose and reach your full, full potential in life, then I think there's some truths that we need to face up to. I think, first of all, you need to recognize is that 
God has placed more within you than you realize. And if you ever doubted that, you need to get a hold of that because I think so many people today like to just feel like, oh yeah, well, Wynel can do that. Yeah, man, she's amazing at that. I, I can't do that. How do you know? How do you know that God doesn't have the, <clears throat> those big things uh, of certain things that he wants you to do? Have you ever tried? You know, I, I watched a, a program yesterday about young entrepreneurs and going after, um, you know, incredible young people who um, they just had this gift on the inside of them and not just a gift of doing something in particular. The gift that they had was a passion to really do something because they saw a need and they wanted to see that need fulfilled. Now, I tell you what I feel like was so dynamic when I was watching this show is they went to a competition and they showed the judges having a little discussion afterwards. And they were talking about, after they had listened to all these young people, talk about what um, they were, you know, whatever their, on their um, this business or whatever that they had um, presented to the judges about uh, as entrepreneurs and what they um, had come up with. And I remember that a couple of the judges were saying, oh, I loved it when they had an exact plan of what they were going to do. This guy, when he presented his, he knew exactly, you know, every step, what it was going to take to fulfill this, uh, you know, this business that he had presented to them. And they talked about the different ones, but there was one judge that really, it struck me when she said it. She said, oh, well, let me tell you this, we are not here just to find the young entrepreneur that has uh, a business that we feel like is going to be successful or that is truly going to take, uh, you know, the world by storm. We are looking for mainly the young person is who has that spirit and passion to drive this business forward that they are presenting. When I heard that, it really just struck me that, wow, you know, you can have lots of things on the inside of you, but without spirit and passion to really see it happen, usually it falls dead in the water. So you must recognize these young people. You know what? I, I was absolutely um, just couldn't believe my ears with some of the businesses that these young people were presenting. And it was a global thing. If you ever want to watch the program, I think it's on Disney. It's called Own the Room. And one of the things that really got to me was I just, when I was listening to them describe these businesses that they, and, and things that they had created because they had seen a need in their country and they, that was why they came up with the business they had come up with. All of them just never really stopped to think, could they do it or not? They just believed, hey, this is something that we need. We need to make this happen. And I think about, here's young people that, I mean, I don't know if they were saved or not because, you know, I, I don't know that. But what I would say is those of us that are saved, even more than any of them, we ought to recognize that God has placed more within us than we realize. The other thing is that we also need to recognize that we've probably just settled for the life that we're living now. We've just sort of thought that this is it. This is how it's going to go. 
um, you know, that old kind of depressed and negativity of, well, you know, I, I didn't get the break that other people got. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. Listen, you could make excuses all day long, but you need to recognize when we read this scripture in Ephesians, just when I started of Ephesians chapter two, verse four and five, you need to recognize that the scripture says your heavenly father sees you through the eyes of love and forgiveness. He sees you right where he are, you are, but he also sees the person that he made you to be. Think about that. He not only recognizes that you need help, that you need a savior, that you, that you, you know, that you need forgiveness, but he also sees the person that he has made you to be. God sees all the awesome potential and possibilities that he's created you to fulfill. But have you seen those? And you know what? If you are willing to discover and really line yourself up with his plan and his purpose for you, he will bless you way more than you could ever imagine he will open up doors of opportunity that you never dreamed possible. Why? Because he sees that on the inside of you. And if you could just dare to believe right now, even right this very minute, if you could dare to believe what God has called you to be, if you're willing to really discover and line yourself up, with his plan and his purpose, I'm telling you now that the opportunities will come flooding. Not only that, it says he will restore the joy, the peace, the hope that you've lost and show you the path of what he wants in your life. And not only that, he promises to bless you with life at its best. Listen, God has placed you right now at this time, right where you are in the location that you are to allow you to maximize your role in establishing his will on earth as it is in heaven. That's found in Matthew 6.10. You know, if you've ever wondered when I started off today, uh, this evening with this talk, why are you here? If you've ever wondered that, you need to know that God has placed you here as a unique person with a unique mission, which is to establish and extend his kingdom. Come on, say that with me. I have a unique mission, which is to establish and extend the kingdom of God and your potential lies within that purpose. But let me tell you the key to all of this, the key to every single thing that I'm talking about right now is, do you believe that? Do you believe that? And more than ever, are you, if you do believe it, are you willing to step out and do something about it right now? I mean, how many days is going to go, how, how many days are going to go by? How many mornings are you going to get up wandering aimlessly, negative, constantly saying that there, there's nothing for you or not this is hap- this hasn't happened and that hasn't happened and no one cares and no one uh, really, you know, sees me for what God can do on me. 
Yeah, God does. I may not see it. I may not see the full potential in you, but God sees the full potential in you. And when you ask the Lord Jesus Christ for opportunities to be able to be used, there is no limit to what God will do. But you need to believe it. You need to then ask for those opportunities. And I cannot say enough that you must recognize God has placed more on you inside than you realize. There is no way, no way I could even myself say that I have reached my full potential. In fact, I'm probably one of those that's the opposite. I'm every day thinking there's more, there's more. There's got to be something else that I can do. There's got to be something else that I can make happen. And you all need to be the same. You need to desperately realize to not believe that is to just really sort of, um, I think, to not believe that is to to call the word of God a lie. If the scripture says right here, and I'm going to read it again in Ephesians 2, 4 and 5, God being rich in mercy because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins. You know that word right there, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from he made us spiritually alive to come together with him with undeserved favor and mercy. Undeserved meaning, listen, I didn't deserve it. You don't deserve it. There's no one out there that deserves it, but he still gave it to us because he loves you. You can sit there and say all you want that he doesn't love you, that you don't believe it, that you don't think it's for you, but it doesn't make it a lie. It is still truth. Choosing to not believe it does not change it from being a truth to a lie. It just simply means that you choose not to accept that truth for your life. And how awful is that to miss out on something so great that God has for you just because you don't accept that there's more inside of you than you've realized and that you've become complacent and settling for a life that is possibly mundane that you just think you're rocking along. And you know what? That doesn't always mean just suddenly changing um, your location. You can move and go to a different location. You can go to a different job. You can hang out with different people. But if you don't do something about what's on the inside of you right where you are right now, changing places, changing location, changing friends, changing whatever you want to change won't change until you recognize that what's on the inside of you, you begin to do right now. And that can be carried out in many different ways. You know, we've been running these, uh, I've been doing this, uh, started these discover groups and we started one on Monday morning a few weeks ago. And I can't tell you how much we are enjoying it and loving it, diving into God's word. And all we talk about is reaching the lost. And did you know that every week since we started, different ones in the group have had opportunities given to them by God to reach people who are completely out there and lost. Why? Because we all have a mission. 
We all have the same mission. It's not just my mission because I'm a pastor or a missionary or evangelist. It's your mission too. You need to be winning the lost right where you are. You need to recognize that there is hope around you. And we also need to start believing that when we line ourselves up with his plan, his purpose for us, he will bless us more than we could ever imagine. Not what we want. What does he want? He will restore all that we need. He will give us everything. And if again, if you're wondering why are you here, you are here. Say that again with me. I had you say it well ago. I am a unique person with a unique mission, which is to establish and to extend his kingdom. And that potential that's in you is right there in that purpose. That's all of our purpose. No matter where we are carrying it out, that is the purpose that we have. So as executive pastor, that is my purpose. As you flipping burgers at McDonald's or as a doctor in the hospital or a teacher in a school or whatever you do, working on cars as a mechanic, whatever you do, your mission is to recognize that you are a unique person with a unique mission and you are here to extend and establish the kingdom of God. When we get this down in our spirits, we will start winning the lost for Jesus Christ. You are not here just to make money. You are not here just to raise up uh, and be entrepreneurs and do a new business. You're not here just to go out and preach or to go out and be, you know, the best singer or preacher or worshiper. That's not what you're all about. God uses those things of the giftings that he's placed on the inside of you to extend the kingdom of God, not for you to use them for your gain, not for you to use them just to, um, you know, become rich. He has placed that on the inside of you as giftings and talents to be able to reach out and extend his kingdom with the unique purpose and mission that God has placed on you. So again, I hope that you've got what I'm trying to say. Why are you here? You are here to extend extend and establish the kingdom of God with the unique purpose that God has placed on the inside of you wherever you are doing that right now. And you know, I even remember um, years ago when I was in Bible school, I remember everybody always saying, oh, has God put me here? Has God put me there? Listen, wherever you are, God has placed you there right now to do what you're called to do. And until he opens the door and clearly opens the door for you to move and go and do something else, you are to continue doing what he called you to do. And that is Whatever, you know, I get up every day, everything that I do for the church and all my uh, things that I do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis within the church and out of the church. Yes, I do a variety of things, but all of it is with the mission to be able to establish the kingdom of God, to win the lost and to recognize I have a unique purpose and mission to carry it out in how God chooses to use me. So I hope that you feel challenged tonight. I hope you feel more than, than right now recognizing when it says your kingdom come, Matthew 6, 10, your will be done on earth as it is 
in heaven. It's not your will. It's his will be done. Come on, say that with me. His will be done. For thine is the kingdom. It's his kingdom. He's established and put us here to extend that kingdom and to win the lost. And if you've ever doubted that, you have a very wrong misconception of what you are doing. And we all need to also recognize that you can do all the good works that you want to do, but it doesn't matter because you cannot do any more to earn the favor of God. He's already given it to us. It's ours for free. There's no amount of good works that you can do. So take a moment right now and reflect on God's grace and mercy on your life and thank him. Come on, let's just thank him right now for his love and kindness towards us. And I want you just to pray with me as I close. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for your love and kindness towards me, for sending your only son to die on the cross for me that I might have life. Lord, I thank you, Father God, that there's more on the inside of me than I have realized. And Father God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that I do have a unique mission and a purpose, which is to establish and extend your kingdom here on earth, not mine, but yours, Father God. I am nothing without you. And I pray, Lord God, whoever is listening right now, If they don't know you, Father, I pray that they will cry out to you right now. I pray that they will reach out to those in the chat room, reach out for prayer and let them know that they need help. And Lord God, I just pray that anybody who has listened and heard this message of why are we here, I pray that they will all recognize, including myself, that we are here to establish and extend the kingdom of God in many different ways. And I thank you, Lord, for that opportunity. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that that there is so, so much that we can do. And I pray, Lord, that we stop being complacent, that we stop just settling for what is there, Lord God, but we reach out and recognize that there's more, there's more, there's more that God has for us to do. Lord, I pray that we will stop being selfish And realize that we all have a mission and a mandate to tell people about you. I thank you, Lord God, for your amazing word tonight. And we give you praise for that, Father. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen and amen. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I pray that if you don't know Jesus and you gave your heart or you want to give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, reach out to those in the chat room right now. Let us know. We want to pray for you. And if you feel like that you have settled for less than the best of what God has on the inside of you, if you failed to recognize that there's more on the inside of you, if you haven't realized that you do have a mission and a mandate, to do what I told, what I shared with you tonight. Reach out to the chat room. And I pray that from this day forward, you will pray 
and believe God for opportunities for open doors. And I look forward to hearing those testimonies. May God bless you and back to the studio.